Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another episode. You know what it is, y'all. I got Phil still in here with me, right? This is the third part of, a, of, of what I hope to be a, a long series of interviews with him to really get to the heart of the matter of what really went wrong with his life and how he got it right, right? I want him to share this story with y'all, y'all, because I believe that everybody's going to be able to benefit from listening to it. But look here, we're going to jump back into it. I'm talking too much. We're going to get back to it and let Phil lay this thing down and continue to talk. What we left off in the last episode, he was about to tell us how the, uh, when he came home from jail, that he was left uh, by his wife and how that almost destroyed him. So go ahead, Phil. Keep going. Yeah, and I remember saying that it had destroyed me. Well, it didn't almost destroy me. Yeah, it did destroy me. Right, but you prayed and asked. I mean, that, but right? I, even though I had prayed, and and now you know, being locked up, you know, we get a lot of solitude. Your mind's clear. You're not doing the drugs. You're not doing, you know. So yo, you 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 get to self reflect quite a bit yeah. being locked up, you know, and yeah. kind of see your errors. So I had seen all my errors laid before me, and I had to go to the Father and pray this thing out. And I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be this way. This is not it. And clean my house. And he cleaned it. Because she, when I got home, she had packed up half the stuff and moved out. And I ain't know where she was. She wasn't answering her phone. And I'm just, I mean, like, I was completely destroyed. Didn't know what to do. So finally she answered the phone, right? And, uh. She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm like, what are you afraid of? She's like, you. Uh, I, I just don't know how you're going to react. And I'm like, I just, you know, we were thir- together 13 years. You know, I, ain't, we, I mean, we, ne- we hardly ever even had an argument because we did everything that could possibly be done. So there was nothing to really argue about. We agreed on everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where you even got this feeling from. And let's just meet and she, she met with me and she was like, you look different. I'm like, you look different too. And, you know, we talked about it and, you know, it was like, I'm still tore up. I'm still, my heart is still broken because I just lost my wife. Mm-hmm. I really am trying to love her. Not to say I love her. I'm trying to love her and I'm trying to, to be that, that guy. And she not even giving me the chance to be this guy. So I'm just, did this, this new guy. I'm better. And she like, I, I don't even want it. So... I just, I'll never forget just crying and crying and crying. I'm talking about like, I called her and I was like, I'm apologizing. And, you know, I was like, I got to confess, you know, I slept with all your friends uh, behind your back. And I named all them friends off and, you know, she called them and they got into it or whatever. And and then she called me back and she, I got to confess too. And I'm like, what, what do you got to confess? And she's like, well, the whole time that you were in jail, I slept with 10 different guys and I'm like, that was just the, if the world was being crumbled, that was the day it was being crumbled because I really was tore up then. You ask me why I don't know why I was tore up. I have no idea because she was a call girl. Mm -hmm. She was a stripper. Mm -hmm. I guess it was the deception. The fact that as long as it was orchestrated by me and I knew about it, it was cool. But because it was deceiving and it was behind my back, it just killed me. I couldn't even, I mean, like, how can you do this to me? And the boo-hoos, and, and it, it just, it didn't make any sense as to why I felt that way, considering the whole marriage and the whole relationship, but it was part of the cleansing that I had asked for. 
And it wasn't something that I was ready to deal with. Mm -hmm. So in order to mask that, I had to drink. I had to smoke. Mm. I had to. Now I got eight different women that I'm sleeping with, a different one every night. I'm just, I'm really, I got this big house. I got this nice car. I got, now I'm, I'm way gone. I'm, I'm snorting cocaine. I'm, um, I'm popping pills. I'm, I mean, like, I'm trying to kill myself. Mm. Pretty much. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I could say I'm, I'm, I'm trying to literally kill myself. I, that, yeah, I can't deal with this one mm-hmm. here. And I had a couple of homeboys and they used to be like, man, you in a good spot. You in a good, you know, I'm like, what are y'all talking about, man? My, I just lost my wife, you know, and they're like, no, no, she wasn't good for you anyway. And then they would tell me stories about while I was locked up, they would see her at the club and she with this guy and dancing on. And it just, I, I guess what really, it was the little things, you know, like when she was with me, she would never wear a dress. So when I would go out to the club, now I'm seeing her in a dress and heels mm. and, you know, like. Being this 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 person that I had never seen, and I was more attracted to that than I was when I had it, because she always wore, you know, jeans, tight jeans, or you know, slacks or something. Mm-hmm. But ne- and I always wanted her to see her in the dress, mm-hmm. and now she's just free as ever and wearing the dress, and it just it, I couldn't control her. Mm-hmm. I had lost all control. I I had lost, mm-hmm. and that was a hard one to swallow. Mm-hmm. Make a long story short, I had to sell the house mm-hmm. because I couldn't stay there and, and those memories. So I sold the house and I moved to Nashville and my mom told me that. So you've reconciled with your mom. You, you and your mom are back uh, together, so to speak. Well, in my family, we don't reconcile. We just kind of push it under the rug. And if it, if mm. it's long enough, if it goes, don't talk about it. Yeah. If, if it's, then we just don't deal with it. And we, we act like it, it never even happened, mm. you know? So, you know, I'm calling because she can always call me and say, hey, I need mm-hmm. three, $400, I'll send it. And as long as I would send her a yes, everything's cool. And the moment I send her a no, all hell's breaking loose. Now we got a problem. So this was on one of those, those uh, rides of all yeses. So mm-hmm. I call her and I'm moving up there and she's like, nah. You're not moving up here. You got, you know, you you can come visit, but you're not staying here. Mm-hmm. You got to go back and finish what you need to finish. I'm not knowing what that means. So mm. I sold my house and, you know, the little money I had, I blew it, partying, you know, yeah. just, just blowing money. And I ended up losing everything to the point where I was this young lady, one of the ladies that I had met, uh, we had, she had taken a liking to me and she knew I was different. Mm-hmm. She allowed me to come stay with her, and I had gotten so to the bottom to where I was picking up pennies and dimes and you know nickels from uh, off the you know the, the 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 bottom of her car just to buy a loose cigarette. Mm-hmm. So it got that bad for me. Mm-hmm. But again, I had asked to be cleansed. And I'm not knowing. Sometimes you pray and don't know what it is to, you know, that you're really asking for. Right. So as uh, as I'm going through this transition of being cleansed, you know, I, I actually begin to discover mm-hmm. 
who I was. And I remember that, that guy of who I wanted to be, the, the Cliff Huxtable, the, uh, the guy who I had seen myself being. Right. I just didn't know how to get there now because being like the white kids hadn't got me there. Right. You know, being like this thug hadn't gotten me there. But I still had that image of this is what I want. And my friend in Minnesota called me. He says, I have a feeling something's not right. Uh, you need to come home. And he got me a plane ticket, and he gave me my ex-girlfriend's number, mm-hmm. who I hadn't seen in 10 years. Right. And I called her, and she said, are you moving back? And I said, only if I could stay at your house. Uh-huh. And she let me stay at her house, and, you know, I, I moved up. To Minnesota, and, and I was able to to restart, but I brought all of this baggage, all of this these skeletons that I was dealing with, right. you know, from when I was living in Texas, you know, from when I moved from Minnesota, from when I had moved from Memphis to Minnesota, all of this stuff everything was everything's with me because it's still distorted. I I, I, I try to explain it to people like this. A tree is going to grow, mm-hmm. but sometimes if something is broken in that tree, it can grow crooked. It can grow distorted, yeah. you know, and that's what I had grown to be. I had grown to be distorted and you're going to produce fruit. But the fruit that I was producing had no tr- nutrition, no value. Right. It, was, it was poison to right. everyone that encountered me because my whole interaction with you was to manipulate and control the situation. Mm-hmm. To where I don't get hurt. And because I had already experienced so much hurt and being showing a little vulnerability, you know, I had experienced that much hurt. So, yeah, I, I even ask, you know, right now I ask people and you know, say, I'm grown, I'm grown. I'm like, okay, but what have you grown into? Right. What have you? You may be grown, but what have you grown into? Have you grown into a loving, gentle, kind person? Or have you grown into something that's distorting and producing poison and, and harming yourself and others around you? Are the people that feed off of you, are they getting sick? You know, are they losing things? Or are they getting nourishment and are they growing and gaining? Well, tell, tell everybody how you became so self-aware to notice that you were producing fruit that were not beneficial to yourself or anybody around you. I was... Um, Again, my mom took us to church, I mean, every week. I mean, we lived in there because, you know, that the drug addicts in church, they go hand in hand. You know, they are always at the altar every week. They repenting. So I, I stayed at the church. She told me when I got out, you're going to have to cry this thing out. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. She said, you're going to have to get you about six boxes of tissue and you're going to have to cry this thing out. So I remember just on the ground crying and, and crying and bawling up and just confessing to God how much pain I'm in. And I kid you not, he sent me the Holy Spirit. Mm. I was sitting in there in my house, crying my eyes out. And my curtains moved like wave. And I began to speak in tongues to the point where... I couldn't even control my 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 mouth. Mm-hmm. So as I'm walking 
through my house and I'm speaking in tongues. I didn't know what it was. I mean, I knew what it was, but I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm speaking in tongues. Too. I'm walking throughout my whole house and I'm sitting on the couch and I remember looking at, see my phone ring and, and I can't answer because I'm still speaking in tongues. And it seemed like it lasts for hours. And finally I got off. It, it stopped. And I called my mom and I said, mom, I was speaking in tongues. And she said, you just received the Holy Spirit. And now here's the journey where the journey actually began. Mm-hmm. Every time that I would be with one of those women or I would do those drugs or I would do anything, I would feel bad afterwards. And it just kept coming, kept coming. And I would, I would pray, why am I feeling so bad? I got the Holy Spirit. And I heard his voice loud and clear. He said, you got to stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. You got to stop sleeping with these women. You got to stop doing all these things. You got to stop doing this. So I, I, I didn't know how because I'm conditioned to doing this. I got homeboys. I got friends. I got, you know, how you just go from don't come over, don't do this. But I, I, it was making me feel worse and worse and worse and worse like I would wouldn't see him for a whole week I feel better and then she called me like hey I got this and you know can I come over and I'm like ah you ain't haven't seen me in a week and I'm like, ah and all right come on over and then I'm like man I sh- she shouldn't even come over I should call her back don't tell her to come over by then she's at the door and she is some sexy and now I'm um this is the the routine that the enemy has trapped me in mm-hmm. over and over and over and, and it's still in my joy because when they're not there, I'm joyful. But when they're there, I'm getting depressed. I'm getting sad. I'm anxious. I'm worried. All of these things mm-hmm. are coming in. So once he spoke to me and said, you got to stop doing these things, you know, like you got to make an effort. I, 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 I begin to stop, mm-hmm. you know, and by now I'm, I'm living in Minnesota. You know, and I got a good job. You know, I, I, I'm living with this woman and we're not married and we're having sex together. And it, every, you know, to where it's even after those ordeals, I would feel bad to, to the point where I would I begin to sleep on the couch. Me sleeping on the couch caused problems for her. Why are you why are you sleeping on the couch? What's, you know, so I had to get my own place. I got my own place. And once I got my own place. That went away. But here's what sets in. Mm-hmm. The loneliness. You know, I'm, I'm lonely. So here's what Philip did. I know about forgiveness. I know about righteousness. I want to make this right. Word says reconcile with your wife. Mm-hmm. I have married her. So I call my wife and we talk and I tell her how much I miss her and I want to love her. And she moves back to Minnesota with me. She sells everything in Texas. Right. Moves back to Minnesota. And we try to work it out. You know, we, yeah. we, we, I mean, it, 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 it was, again, another mask that I, I put on. Cause now. Oh, this is another mask. Yeah, this is another mask. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be the Cliff Huxtable. Mm-hmm. You stay at home, you know. Mind you, she was already a stay at home wife when we first were married. But now I don't need you to strip. I don't need you to be a call girl. I need for you to, to be this. I need you to be uh, my Claire. You know, mm-hmm. I need for you to go to school. I need for you to uh, get, get all these things together. I need for you to do 
go to school, get a do something, you know. Right. Let's let's be productive. We don't we not we don't have right. to live that life. We're not going to the clubs anymore. We're not uh you know, we're not going to be any of that. We're not having threesomes anymore. None of that. We're going to be regular. Yeah. You know. Dedicated to yourself. Yeah, to, this is it. She was cool with it. Moved up there. I got my own place. And we living in mask. It's amazing how living in the mask truly distorts what's really going on. Right. Because while we're living this way, I'm going to work. But I'm still having these ideas and these urges to go and do other stuff to 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 cheat. So uh-huh. now it's a battle to to not cheat. And I'm turning down beautiful ways like they were coming out of the woodworks, you know, because I got a nice car. And they were again, they no, nah, I can't do it. I can't do it. And one day after pretending I wearing this mask for so long, I look at her and I say, I can't do this. I'm not feeling this. And she said, me neither. Mm. I said, what you going to do? She said, I'm going to move to my mom's house. I said, yeah, I think that's best. And she moved to her mom's house. And that's, it went again. Now I'm back to the women, the pain, the hurt, the tears, you know. The whole time, God didn't tell me to get back with her. I just did that because... I thought it was the right thing to do. You know, I thought this was right. I thought I should give her a second chance or she should give me a second chance. So I, you, you lean to your own understanding. I'm, I'm thinking that this is it. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be profitable. Right. And it wasn't. Right. It was actually because it was part of my cleansing. It was part of the right. It was part of my yeah. cleansing. So she moves away. Mm-hmm. And... I'm back at, I'm working, but I'm lonely, that emptiness. And now it's like these ghosts from the whole life, the foster parents, the, the growing up in Memphis, the, 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 the not having a dad here and the, all these ghosts and the narratives that uh, they begin to like seep through these cracks, these walls that I had built up to protect me. And so now I'm in this house again by myself, avoiding, trying to avoid everything that I initially avoided. Mind I got the Holy Mind you, I got the Holy Spirit. So I that the discernment is clear. It's there. The conviction is there. So, but I'm trying to block them out and they're coming in and it's creeping and it's coming in to the point where it just I couldn't hold up the mask no longer. Here it is. Yeah. And it was just everything came crashing down and I was like that's it I'm gonna be celibate I ain't never been with another woman I'm probably gonna smoke weed the rest of my life because that's the only thing that's keeping me from you know crashing out or dealing with all these psycho things that I'm dealing with I ain't got nobody to talk to I already know if I call my mom what she wants I ain't got no relationship with my brothers and sisters at all I got a couple homeboys but they cheat they do this. They doing everything so that I'm trying to not. Him. I'm yeah, because mm-hmm. remember, my mind is to be Cliff Huxtable. Mm-hmm. So it's against everything. So I'm by myself, and I got the Holy Spirit. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what to do. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm in this house, and everything has crashed. And I had made it. That was it. I, this is the hermit I got to live. This is the way I got to be. This is what I deserve. That's it because. I can't deal with all this trauma. 
I don't know how to deal with this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how to, 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 I ain't, I can't talk to nobody. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I got a college degree, but that don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, still, I you got to deal with all this trauma. You yeah. Got, you're, you're a spirit being, but you got all of this, this stuff, this trauma that you brought with you, that's dominating your mind, dominating that space in your soul to where you got to deal with that. Yeah. If you don't deal with that, this, nothing is going to change. Joe, how you deal with it? You did, well, it's a lot of different ways that you deal with it, but I want to know how you dealt with it. I, I, how did I, you get to that point? I did. The way and I, I was, And I'll answer that question in a minute, but go ahead. The, the way I dealt with it was I just submitted. If that meant being by myself, then so be it. I've been by myself. I'm not about to go out here and manipulate no woman again just to have her be with me. I'm not doing any of that. It's, it's so weird. I ain't riding with these homeboys. Matter of fact, I'll never forget the day that I met my new wife. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. The day I met my new wife was the night that I told my homeboys, that's it, y'all will never see me again. I ain't smoking no more weed. I ain't drinking. We were on a boat ride. Mm-hmm. And the boat ride normally lasts four hours. But it's two hours, in, like they'll go two hours, stop, and then go two more hours. This boat ride was the whole four hours. In my mind, if this, if this boat stopped, I'm getting off. I'm catching the cab to my car. I'm gone. I don't know how y'all getting home. It's over with peace. It's for real this time. They're like, oh, man, you tripping. It's some women over there. they like, man, let's holler at them. You know, I, I was always a winner, so it was nothing for me to get these women. No, I'm done with it. I mm-hmm. promise you I'm done with it. That boat didn't stop. Mm-hmm. I'm on this boat, mad, hot, angry at them because I'm stuck. I'm mad at myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm over there smoking weed, you know what I'm saying? I done took a few shots, just try, but ain't none of this stuff working. The weed was no longer getting me high, and the drink was no longer getting me drunk. I'm clear and sober that this is the end. That boat finally stopped. I got in my car. I said, man, this is it. I don't know where y'all going. I'm going home. They like, but no, come on. This your last night. Let's go to this bar. Let's go to this bar with these women. I'm like, all right, I'm just letting you know. I'm going to do this, but this is it. So we go to the bar. They bring the women there. They all getting drunk or whatever, laughing. Like, why you ain't talking? Man, I told you. I'm serious. I'm over by myself. And this is the night I met my wife. I hear this voice. says, there she go. And she walked in, right? And... She had been around, you know, like dancing, but no man was dancing with her. She wasn't none of that. And when it was over, it was midnight because I said I was leaving at midnight. I left. Couldn't find her. I'm outside. Where's this woman? So I fire my little piece of blunt smoking. I ain't that's it. I'm about to leave. I'm, I ain't even going to tell them. Bye. I'm out of here. They got, they'll figure out they grown. Mm-hmm. I leave. I go to my car. She's sitting right there in front of my car. I sit down next to her and I say, will you marry me? And mm. she, she looks to me and said, yes. I gave her a kiss on the cheek. She put her number in my phone. We went out and had lunch. Three days later, she moved in. Wow. Yeah. And th- that was it. Yeah. I had no idea who she was. I didn't know her name to the next day. I had no idea, nothing about her. All I knew was that to build things from this point on, on faith, and to be obedient. And, and I had to grow up like a little baby. Right. And I, I was terrified That's of right. it. But right. he said, do it on faith, That's if right. you believe. Right. I got the Holy Spirit. He said he's going to protect me. He didn't protect me from this far. I didn't try to kill myself. I was killing myself. He didn't done all these great things in my life. He didn't save me from so many Absolutely. situations. I mean, so I had just decided... 
let me be obedient and do it this way. Right. And that's the answer to uh, the question that you asked me a few minutes ago, a few minutes ago, being obedient. You have to be obedient. Once you got, once you received the Holy Spirit, you were going through a transformation then. But that part of you, that fleshly part of you was still fighting against that because that's not what that flesh wanted. Didn't want to be obedient. But that's got to be a conscious choice that you make. You have to choose to want to be obedient. You had asked the Most High to come into your life. When you were in jail, you asked the Most High to cleanse your house, right? That's what you asked him to do. And he did that, right? But you didn't respect that because you wasn't aware. You wasn't self-aware of what was really going on. But once you became self-aware, you did what he told you to do. Never knew your wife before that day. You sat there on the trunk of the, on the hood of the car. Never seen her before that night, but you were obedient. Something inside of you said, ask her to what? Marry you. You did that. She responded in the affirmative. There it is. You end up getting married. You got to submit and be obedient. You feel what I'm saying? That is the answer. Now, it's a whole lot of other things that's going on with that, and I'll get to that in another episode or whatnot. But look here, I want to thank you for doing this. This took a lot of courage, in my opinion, to do this because not everybody is uh, at this place where they can do that, you know what I'm saying, mentally. And I really appreciate you and thank you for doing that. Oh, right? man, it's the pleasure is all mine just to be able and to release. It's yeah, all about absolutely. releasing. Come on, you know? man, let's relax. You know what I'm saying? But again, all of y'all out there that's listening, I really appreciate y'all. Uh, if you like this show and any other show, hit that subscribe button and share it on your social media. I really, really do love each and every one of y'all. You have no idea if I could take every one of you out there that support me and put my arms around you and tell you how much I love you, I would do that. So I thank you again. Like I always say, this has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all.